Welcome to another spectacular word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Today, our, our Family Sunday, the message is entitled, Following Jesus. And we're going to read a passage that is wedged. We're going to look and see what is between, uh, uh, you know, uh, this, these, this, this parable that Jesus talked about in Matthew 13 about seeds being sown. Some of them falling on, you know, good ground, some falling on stony ground and others. We're going to see what is wedged between uh, him telling the parable and him explaining the parable. Okay, and uh, uh, we will, if we look, we will find some principles that govern our lives. And uh, once we understand this principle that governs our life, we can begin to use this and understand it and begin to help others to see things and hear things and, and, and experience and understand things perhaps a little better than they would if their eyes were not open, if their ears were not open, if they did not understand how God sees things. And so if you will look in Matthew chapter 13... Uh, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. The New Living Translation in verse 16 of Matthew 13, Jesus is talking here. He has just told a parable, and uh, some people didn't understand the parable. A parable is a story. It's a story that shares a parallel truth. Hoping, Jesus was hoping that, that people could see the truth in the story. Because every story has a truth, and the truth is what Jesus is hoping we would see. So that we could look at things around us and extrapolate the truth, and it would change our lives because we would see God in the things of nature, and we would see God in the things around us. Because some people, that's the best they have. For some people, the only thing they can understand is the story. Because the Spirit of God does not live within them. And they don't have that help from the teacher. They don't have that help from the guide. And so Jesus is hoping that they would understand the story. And that if they understood the story, then perhaps they could see the truth and they would then embrace God, trust God. They would then invite God into their life. That's what he's hoping. He was hoping to share truth with people who did not have the Holy Spirit to help them see the truth. And today the world is still filled with people who need help seeing the truth. Sometimes stories help. Jesus told the story, he told the parable of seeds being sown and some of them falling on, you know, stony ground, some among thorns and, you know, uh, uh, and, and, and then... Verse 16 in, in Matthew 13, he says, Blessed are your eyes, talking to his disciples. Blessed are your eyes because they see. And blessed are your ears because they hear. I would say that that is a pretty big blessing. Okay? Now we know Jesus is not talking about physical sight and physical hearing. He's talking about spiritual sight and spiritual hearing. He's saying blessed are your eyes, your spiritual eyes, because you see spiritual things. 
Blessed are your ears because you are hearing things a different way than you would if you were just a natural man. You're a spiritual person. You're a spiritual You are a disciple of Jesus. You are a follower of Christ. You have made a conscious commitment to follow Christ, and therefore you see things and hear things a little different than other people do. The difference between these disciples who were here and the Pharisees who were always around. There was a difference between the disciples and even the Roman citizens. There was a difference between the disciples and, and those that were you know, em, embracing secular pursuits. Those embracing religion. You see, these disciples, as I said earlier, were consciously committed to following Jesus. Whenever you are consciously committed to following Christ, something different happens in your life. And there can be such a great change in the moment, in an instant, when you make a conscious decision to follow Christ. By following, I mean consciously committed to Christ. Followers of Jesus. Are you a follower of Christ? Do you know him or do you just know about him? You see, when you know about him, things may not change because it's just a story. It's just a, you know, it's just a, it's just a parable. And people didn't understand uh, what he was talking about. Uh, so the disciples asked him and he said, blessed are your eyes and blessed are your ears. They were called disciples of Jesus because they followed the teachings of Christ. Because they had disciplined themselves to hear him and to do their best to be more like him. That's what a disciple is. I'm going to listen to the teacher and I'm going to do my best to become more like him. That's a disciple. That was a follower of Christ. Jesus said in John... Chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, he said, If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. What does it take? Continuing. It takes following. It takes a conscious commitment to follow. You know, uh, if you're going to follow someone through the woods, if you're going to follow someone, you know, from here to Houston, it takes a conscious commitment I promise you, if you get in a car today and, 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 and three or four of you are going to follow me, you had better keep your eyes open, okay? If you, especially if you don't know where I'm going. You had better watch. You had better see. Uh, and that's what these disciples had done. These disciples had made a conscious commitment. And Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. And that's when verse 32 comes into play. Then you will know the truth. You know, a lot of people love to quote verse 32. You know, the truth shall set you free. Well, how in the world do you get the truth? It's because we have a conscious commitment to follow Christ. Without a conscious commitment to follow Jesus, then if you're not watchful, you will fall in line with another group of cars on your way to a destination and you can begin to follow them. Have you ever been following someone and they went a wrong direction? Sure. You know, one day, uh, uh, one, during Christmas time, at, at, at times, we would take people shopping. 
And uh, one day we were all shopping and Brenda had some ladies with her and they were all in the store. And so they came out of the store and, and, you know, I had parked the car. And so I thought how funny it would be. So I just walked all over the parking lot, around cars and corners, and they were just talking and talking and talking to one another. They followed me for a good six or seven minutes. You'd have to know me, but that is just kind of one of the funniest. I, I, I just love that kind of thing. And finally, one of them said, where are you going? And Brenda said, are you, are you just teasing us? Are you leading us around in circles? I said, yeah, I am. I said, and y'all are just following, not paying any attention. Just, I mean, all you know, oh, yeah. Well, that's the way some of us are. We're just... So busy in life, we're, if, if we're not watchful, we'll end up following people just around and around and around in circles. If you continue in my word, you will be my disciples indeed, in truth. And then you'll know the truth. If you continue in my word, you will know the truth. And guess what? That truth will make you free. It shall make you free. Free from what? Free from deception. Free from destruction. The devil literally wants you to be led around in circles by the loudest voice, by the first word, by social pressure, by religious concerns. The devil wants to lead you around in circles all day long, out in the heat, and wear you out and finally make you stop following. He wants to deceive and he wants to destroy this whole world. The deception began in the Garden of Eden. When tempted by the devil, Eve became confused about the issues. She became confused about what truth was. And she began to entertain other ideas. She began to listen to the wrong voice. And she began to entertain other, and it began to confuse her. The Bible says that Lot, Abraham's nephew, living in Sodom and Gomorrah, though he was a righteous man, yet he became confused because he was living in the midst of so much unrighteousness and unrighteous conversation and unrighteous behavior, and he was like in the middle of it. I mean, right now, if you were to pour your bathtub full of red uh, uh, dye, you know, and you get in that bathtub and you sit there for a little while, it'll be hard for you not to come out red. Might not for Marcus, but you come out orange maybe. (laughs) Point is, it will impact you. It will affect you. What you sit in, what you soak in, what you allow to just surround you and, 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 you know, permeate you, especially your thoughts, your mind, it affects us. That's why Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples. Indeed, and then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And blessed are you because you get to see and you get to hear and you get to understand things that other people cannot see, hear, and understand. Why? Because they aren't spiritual. This is what happened. You know, uh, that serpent deceived Eve by appealing to her selfish human nature. There was a nature there, in, you know, when, when, when tempted by the devil, she became confused. And all of a sudden, she began to think that life might be about her. 
It might be about what I want and not what God wants. I could make it better. We all, you know, have, have wrestling with, wrestled with these things. And, and, you know, maybe we know better than God. God shouldn't have done that. I wish he hadn't have done that. He shouldn't have done it that way. He could have done it that way. I'm not happy. He could have done this. You know, uh, people do that. She imagines the same thing. God could have made me as smart as him. But now the serpent says, if I eat this fruit, I will become like God. God evidently didn't make me like him. I can be better. I can do this. And so she did. But she was wrong. She was, she was not bad. Please. Eve was not a bad person. Eve was a good person. Eve was the perfect chosen woman that God created. She was perfect. She wasn't bad. She was wrong. Don't think you have to be bad. Don't think you have to be evil to be wrong. You can be good. You can be nice, and you can still be wrong. You can think wrong. You can be a good person and think wrong. Not everyone that thinks different than you think is bad or evil. Not every person that you imagine is on a destructive path is some bad person, some evil person, some person that is bent on destroying uh, you know, our world, our, our, our nation, you know, our generation. Not every person is bad and evil. A lot of them are just slapped wrong. And they're wrong because they don't see it right. They're wrong because they don't hear it right. They're wrong because the voice they have in their head is not the voice of God. It's because they're not born again. Again, it's because they have not given their life to Jesus Christ. Their eyes are not open. They are not consciously committed to Jesus. They are not followers of Christ. They are followers of the loudest voice. They are followers of the, of the least resistant. They are followers of the, of, of, you know, of the most you know, uh, trendy thing. The most acceptable, socially acceptable platform. Let's follow that. No, let's don't. Eve was wrong. Uh, and if you listen to the wrong voice, you will make the wrong choice. It's as simple as that. Of course, the opposite is true as well. If you listen to God's voice, you will make a God choice. That's the truth. That's, that's why it's so important to become a conscious Follower, a consciously committed follower of Jesus Christ. Matthew 13 and verse 9, Jesus says, Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. If you have ears to hear, you really should be listening. I mean, if, if you have been born again and you have been given a spiritual ear, you really should be listening. <laughs> should be listening to what God is saying. And you should understand. When we listen, our perspective changes. That's the problem. It's like soaking in that tub of, of, of you know, food dye. Uh, you know, when we listen, our perspective begins to change. And that's why it's so important to be careful what you hear. Be careful what goes into your ears. Because what goes into your ears will affect what settles in your heart and in your mind. We listen, our perspective changes. And when we listen to Jesus, we begin to understand the truth, he said. When a person commits their life to Jesus, they receive a new nature. Uh, and, and, and they begin to see things differently. They just do. They, 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 Matthew, the 13th chapter. Uh, let's look back up at verse number 10. Uh, his disciples, Jesus' disciples, came to Jesus and, and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to people? Jesus replied, well, you are permitted to understand. 
You are privileged to understand. You are allowed to understand. You are gifted to understand. You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. What's he talking about? Unless you are a committed follower of Christ, unless you have given your life to Jesus Christ, unless you have been born again, then you may be exempted from understanding. That's uh, the simple truth. How is this possible? Well, it's possible because the Bible says spiritual things are spiritually discerned. The natural man cannot receive, neither can he understand the things of the Spirit. They are foolishness to him. Do you know that people who are, uh, many people today who are not in church today think that you're a nut for going? Hello? They think it's foolish for you to waste your time, waste your energy. I mean, come on now. God even says that what I am doing is foolish. Can you imagine that? The Bible says that God chose that through the foolishness of preaching, men would be saved. Think about it. It's a little bit silly. You're reasonably intelligent people. At least, you know, seven of you are. <laughs> you know, what are you doing here listening to this guy? If you really think about it, it is kind of a little foolish. I mean, I got up this morning and thought, I'm going back to get up on a stage and try to get people to believe Jesus. I'm vouching for Jesus. What's the deal with this? God chose through the foolishness of preaching men would be saved. And the world thinks what we do is foolish. It's foolish to them. But when they get born again, Zach, this used to be foolishness to you. He, I mean, it was a game to him. You know, he, he was coming trying to save his marriage because his wife was tired of his brand of foolishness. And now he's one of us. Now he's a fool for Christ's sake. That's what Paul said. I will be a fool for Christ. Yeah. Because I see it different. He sees it different. He hears it different. When you get born again, when you commit your life to Christ, all of a sudden, something happens. Now, the world can't understand it. The world doesn't understand it. You know, the apostle Paul, in one moment, was persecuting the church. In the next moment, he was planting churches all over his home nation. Why? Because he saw it different. He heard it different. He understood it differently than he had before. That's what happens. Blessed are you who have had their eyes open, their ears open. Because you can see, you can understand the truth, you can know the truth, but others can't. That's why Jesus says, I tell them stories. I tell them stories about fishing. I tell them stories about farming. I tell them stories about rain. I tell them stories about this and that and everything else and the military. I tell them all kinds of stories, all kinds of parables, hoping that they could catch a glimpse of the truth and invite God into their life so that their eyes could be open and their ears could be open and so their heart could be understanding and I would heal them. Amen. That's why we tell stories that's why we tell testimonies. That's why Jesus said, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 
telling people everything I can, Jesus said. The laws of nature, the laws of physics, you know, life, death, farming, fishing, birds, beauty, loss, gain. Everything contains the truth, and I'm using every story I can to try to get people to see the truth because their spiritual eyes are not open, and they don't see where they're going. They don't see how much God loves them. They don't see how much God cares for them. They don't see how their life could change. They don't see how they could have a good marriage, how they could have a happy family. They don't see all the wonderful things that I've gave my life so they could have. They don't hear it. They don't understand it. We do. Wow. When people accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, they begin to see the truth. Their eyes begin to clear up. Their ears begin to be unstopped. And all of a sudden, everything around them has a spiritual meaning. Everything Everything has a spiritual meaning and God can fix it all. They all of a sudden see that there is an evil in this world that is, that is trying to destroy and deceive. And they see that God is, is, is the one that is loving and bringing and drawing people to himself. Uh, you know, they realize they're no longer alone in the battle. You know... That's what it feels like when you get saved. You realize that there's someone that loves you that's with you and you're no longer alone and you'll not be left in a place where you don't know what to do. He will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will speak to you in a way when your spiritual ears are open. He'll speak to you in a way that transcends the the, the loud voices around you. The Holy Spirit will wake you in your nighttime and comfort you and give you direction. You're no longer alone. Matthew 13 again, back to verse 12. We'll uh, see if I can finish reading these verses. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, Jesus said. And they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Why? Because they're, they're in this world, in this Sodom and Gomorrah existence where the devil and the world is waxing worse and worse, we must continue. We must keep listening. We must have a conscious commitment. We cannot afford to stop pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. We cannot afford to stop praying. We cannot afford to stop reading the Word. We cannot afford to stop attending church and, and, and reaching out and helping others because where it stops, it stops and begins to backslide. Verse 13 That is why I use parables, Jesus says. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. You know, Jesus offers no condemnation to the world. He offers salvation. He offers no condemnation. The Holy Spirit does offer conviction. And today, if you would but turn your life over to Jesus Christ, if you would just give him a chance... He would open your ears and open your eyes, open your heart in a new way. And the things that you've been yearning for that the world cannot provide, he would show you where they are. He would bring you on a journey with him. And if you would continue in his word, continue to follow him, you would know the truth and the truth would set you free. You can see, you can hear in a new way. Brokenness and repentance are healing agents offered to us by the Holy Spirit. Brokenness and repentance are much a part of the life of a follower of Christ. 
Peter experienced this very thing after denying Jesus. He experienced a brokenness. He experienced a repentance. You know, seeing and hearing and understanding is so important. Jesus said in Matthew, the 13th chapter, in verse 17, he said, I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. We live in a day when Jesus Christ has paid for our sins. And he has opened a door so that all who want may come in. If you will but invite Jesus into your heart. If you'll make a conscious decision without regard to your age and stage of life. If you'll make a conscious decision that I am going to become a follower of Jesus. You will find what the disciples found. You will find that Jesus will bless you to see things like he sees them. Hear things like he hears them. And understand like he understands And though many may believe it to be foolish, you will find yourself sharing the love of Jesus Christ with others. You'll find yourself with a hunger to be kind to people, to love your enemies, to love your neighbors, to love your family in a new and and a powerful way. All of a sudden, things change. You might say, preacher, I... I would, I would love that. Well, would you pray with me right now? Whether you're here on campus or an online congregation. And, and listen, if you don't know how to pray, okay, uh, I have written out a prayer that will, that will you know, touch the bases. You can go online to EZ Sermons, E-Z. That's, that's, that's easy, isn't it? E-Z Sermons, one word. EZSermons.com. You can find the notes for today, and they read better than I preach them. Okay? They always do. EZSermons.com. And you can see this prayer, and you can pray this prayer every day. It will help. It says, Dear God, open my eyes to see you in the things around me. I wrote this for you. I wrote this because so many people get stopped at the point of prayer. They don't know what to say. It's it's very simple. It's just talking to God. Dear God, open my eyes to see you and the things around me and open my ears to hear your voice. Help me to understand the truth and to feel your peace in my life. Forgive me of my sins and lead me by your Holy Spirit. Teach me how to be a committed follower of Jesus. Amen. That's simple. You have a part to play in your rescue. You have a part to play in God's kingdom. What is your part? Well, your part is to talk to God. Your part is to read the Bible. Your part is to attend church. Your part is to be kind to others because of Christ. 
and God will help with the rest. God will help you. He'll never hurt you. He'll be the friend you always wanted. Okay? Make sure you do your part. God will do his. Would you pray with me right now? Let's invite Jesus in. And if you're willing, make a conscious commitment to be a follower of Christ so that the voices of this world will not be the voices you're following, but rather you'll follow Christ. The Holy Spirit will speak to you, and you will see things differently. See them like God sees them. Okay? It'll make you a better person, happier, more at peace, okay? more loving and kind and gentle, less judgmental, less critical. <laughs> Let's pray. Jesus, we pray that you would come into our lives right now. Forgive us of our sins. Lord, cleanse us from unrighteousness. Cleanse our minds. Open up our eyes. Open up our ears so that we can see things, Lord, the way you see them, through the eyes of such love, so that we could hear the Holy Spirit giving us direction and wisdom so that we could understand your hope in our hearts that we might be rescued and healed, that we might be saved, and that we might become an instrument, a tool in your hands. Lord, use us to light the pathway of our family and friends. Lord, help us to be kind and not condemning. Help us, Lord, to not be judgmental and critical, but rather to be so in love that we would share the simple truth, even when it seems like foolishness to others. They would see you in us. Lord, save our families. Lord, save our communities. Save our nation, God. Lord, save our enemies. Use us, Lord. We ask in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hemmons. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.